1977, a radio signal consisting of a string of six numbers and letters was detected by the Big Ear radio telescope. So remarkable and significant was its discovery that the scientists who first spotted the unusual data circled it and wrote WOW in the margin, giving the signal its name. Currently unexplained, the WOW signal is the strongest candidate for alien contact ever. This week we discuss the possibility that alien life is out there, and furthermore, that they're actually trying to contact us. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat. I'm Tom. And this week we're talking aliens. Woo! And not in the, like, as suspect a way as usual. Like, usually it's someone found a rock that had a strange symbol on it, and they were like, aliens. Aliens, like in Denver Airport, where it was a Native American language on the floor, and people were like, <laughs> it's aliens! <laughs> it can't possibly be a subjugated race of people who were, you know, murdered. It must be people from space. Of course. Um, but this week I think it's actual legit aliens. I don't want to jump to the end, but I... I, I'm buying it. I'm I'm slightly buying it. Okay. Yeah. This was voted this episode was voted for on our Twitter poll and it came above the Zodiac Killer was wasn't real. Slash he's he's fake. He was never a real person. And the Lost Colony of Roanoke. So for people who voted for those, we will be doing them in the future. But we'll probably be doing other polls and stuff like that. Especially like if we do big episodes like JFK or the moon landing or something, because they're probably going to be like two or three parters, we'll probably use a poll for those big episodes. So it's, it's always always good to vote, people. Make sure yeah. you follow us on Twitter yeah. <laughs> and uh, take part in, in democracy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely follow us on social media. I want to give a shout out to Ken Banks, who commented on our Facebook page, something really lovely about how he liked listening to us in his work day. Hi, Ken. So, thank you for that. We really appreciate feedback, especially when it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, just compliments. Just, yeah, that's all I, we if appreciate. If Andre could just constantly compliment me and never say anything <laughs> negative, that would be great. I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the ideal situation. It would. Right, should we crack on with aliens? Yes. Aliens. Okay. You seem very excited. I'm, I'm excited, really excited for genuine aliens or semi. <laughs> for those who maybe. don't know Tom, and he just went yes, and I was like, "You seem excited." That's because that's Tom's excitement level. I I have excitement. <laughs> I have feelings and emotion. Okay. I it's just you know other people go to a ten. I so I stay around a five, but that's my ten. That's what I mean. That's what I no. mean. You were just a very yes, but I could tell it was an excited yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> Our fascination with space became a focus of pop culture and scientific research in the 1970s-ish, which was when we started communicating with alien life. So I kind of want to do a little bit of the context of the wow signal and everything surrounding it to put it into place in the world, I guess. Um, and I think it's important to note that we were trying to contact aliens at the point we received it and we became increasingly interested in it, especially with radio waves. Because mm. uh, they allowed us to broadcast messages that we couldn't broadcast any other way um, out into space. But equally, we did send stuff out on spacecrafts. Um, and the question quickly turned into from... How will we contact intelligent life? Because in the 60s and 70s, we had this huge boom of technology. We landed on the moon in 69, and we were able to send stuff out into space. I'm sure in one of our episodes, it will be, we landed on the moon, quotation marks. We're taking that as fact for now, not yeah. that it matters in this, but like until we question it on a episode... Mm. We're not considering it yet. According to my uncle, we only had the technology to fake the moon landings in the <laughs> 60s, but that's still relevant. So Yeah. Yeah. But either way, even if we didn't actually go to the moon, we had some pretty advanced technology. Mm. 
We did go to the moon, though. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time, we could contact alien life, or try to. And so the question became, how will we contact alien life and what will we send? Right? Yeah, it's kind of... There's no sort of etiquette for what's the first thing you say to a totally new species from a different galaxy. Because obviously, like, human languages are useless and code is kind of useless or anything that we've invented is is useless in contacting aliens. You just don't know, do you? The thing is, as well, they might not even have eyes. They might not be able to see what we draw or set like Mm. they might read things in an entirely different way and we wouldn't like how do you know we we don't yeah if they if they just like could just detect chemicals and we sent them something we'd drawn and it was drawn in a type of pen that is like poisonous to them yeah they would just think that's a sign of aggression yeah exactly like we're sending anthrax in the mail yeah basically um but despite that we did send out some stuff and i think it's I mean, it's the best they could do, but, like, it's still very human perspective-centric, which I guess everything we do is because it's impossible to not be human perspective-centric, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So in 1972 and 1973, we sent out Pioneer 10 and Pioneer 11, uh, which were sent just out, just they left the solar system and they just wandered the universe. Which I think is kind of sweet. I like the idea. And their signals became too faint to hear in 2002. So we essentially just sent out these little sort of spacecraft things, which mm. were, were monitoring stuff, but we knew they'd get out of range eventually. Um, and now we'll probably never see them again or contact them again. But on the spacecraft were pictorial messages... Um, which are known as the Pioneer plaques, which were messages meant for aliens if they intercepted the probes. Mm. So, essentially, it's just a piece of metal engraved with an illustration. So, as I say, if aliens can't see, this is useless. But this is banking on aliens having eyes and all of that kind of... It's relying on a lot, but then also even just us drawing stuff would imply to them that we're a kind of species that communicates through visual stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they'd at least be able to deduce yeah. something for, if they could tell yeah. it was, like, deliberate. And we're talking about if aliens find this, but statistically, the likelihood of an alien finding it is very small. To send two little things just out <laughs> into the universe and hope that someone finds it. Like, yeah. I get that they were going out there anyway, so you may as well send a message... And I get that we're also saying, like, the message probably won't be read by aliens, but the likelihood of it finding aliens anyway is pretty slim. Is there any reason why it won't just crash all into something or be sucked into a sun of some kind? Well, it might. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that yeah. like, when NASA were pitching that, they were like, yeah, we're going to send this out into space and it's going to help us contact alien life and... Yeah. I mean, it might crash, though. Like, it's <laughs> well, a 50-50. Everything... <laughs> We're either basically firing a tin can into a wall millions of well, miles away. Well, we sent out a, a, like, a particular traje- trajectory. 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 So I was going to say projection, but then I realised that's only a word that scientists use. And I, then... <laughs> I, I, oh, I get it. You're, the mistake is that you were too smart and you were trying to dumb yourself down for me and everyone I went else. Traje- right. Okay, whatever, Tom. Oh, yeah, Shut I, up. I, I see how it is. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, they were sending out on a specific path <laughs> <laughs> so that they wouldn't bump into stuff before 2002 when we lost sight of them and stuff. Mm. So they're not aiming directly for a black hole but like if they fall into one they fall into one (laughs) (laughs) that's just you know (laughs) them's the breaks that's how it goes sometimes sometimes you fall into a black hole sometimes you fall into the hands of an alien Mm. sometimes they can see your things and then sometimes there might be a race that thinks spaceships are food Mm. and then they just eat it and then that's the end of your billions of dollars program worth it (laughs) (laughs) do you want me to tell you what the plaque was engraved with yeah okay so it's got an illustration which gives the sun's position relative to the center of our galaxy based on 
indecipherable, in my opinion. It's a dot then with lines going out to other different dots, trying to represent how far it is from other important suns. Mm. But it's like, they're important suns to us because they look bright from where we are, like yeah. and stuff like that. It's like going to Lyme Regis or something and asking where a pub is. And they give you a map and it's just yeah. all the different other pubs that they have there. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, I'm not from here. <laughs> yeah. I'd like, they tr- they're trying. And it is a team of scientists who are much more intelligent than us working on it, who, mm. who were working on it. But like, and I don't know how I would do it. And they clearly tried to do it in a way so that you could try and work out where we were. But like... Yeah. yeah, I suppose you've got to make it simple, mm. but you're also trying to communicate quite a quite a deep concept. Yeah, of... yeah. It's also got drawings of like a naked man and a naked woman on it, and there were some amendments Saucy. made. Yeah, <laughs> one of which was originally the naked man and woman were holding hands to indicate that there was a level of intimacy there mm. or something, but then they realised that anyone viewing that might just think that it was one creature. Yeah. Since they're I mean, you'd have no reason to not think that, would you? Yeah. And then if they could, they might come down to Earth and see everyone separate and think that some kind of terrible gore yeah. thing has happened <laughs> and just start vomiting because they're like, what everyone's been this? sliced in half. <laughs> um, and yeah. they also drew the man with his hand up, like, waving kind of thing mm. because it's supposed to be like, we're friendly, but like... <laughs> Why would an alien think that a man showing his hand was like, well, yeah, that guy's a good guy, he's friendly. <laughs> oh, I see his horrible flesh tentacle is at a 90 degree angle. That means he's of no threat. Yeah. Um, yeah, because those kind of things. Like, I didn't really have shaking hands. Mm. Um, that is was was because to show that neither of you had a weapon. Mm. Like, neither of you were holding a weapon in your hand. So by doing that and shaking up and down, it was a kind of trust thing. And those kind of things have taken, you know, centuries to develop yeah. in our culture. It's going to well, be Well, I guess it's the same kind of thing where this guy's trying to show that he doesn't have a weapon. But also, mm. he could be hiding it behind his back. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> he might have five hands resting on yeah. his spine for all the aliens know. And they're each gripping a grenade. Yeah. So they're not holding hands anymore. No, now they're just stood separately. Um... Another thing that irritated me, and I wrote a few tweets about it... Yeah, I saw about this. ...was they explicitly drew the man's dick, but when drawing the woman, the woman just had, like, a V, like, her genitals weren't there. And the original image had, like, a small straight line in the V to show the vulva, but it was deemed too obscene. <laughs> it, filth! NASA cannot show this filth. No, I mean... What will the aliens who don't know what we look like think? <laughs> well, exactly. So they, NASA made the scientists erase the vulva and just censored women's bodies forever. For everyone is... they sent out into the universe. It's kind of a shame, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, aliens might be confused how we reproduce. Well, I mean, I don't think they... I don't think they will know that. Like, I don't think they'll notice anything's missing. I just find it sad that something that we've sent out into the universe as a representation of humankind is just embedded with sexism and the idea that women's bodies are just filth and too obscene and shameful, whereas men's bodies, like, dicks perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> dicks in space, yes. Yes, we can have dicks in space. Dicks must boldly go where no man has has put his dick before. Vaginas? No, no vaginas in space. <laughs> I've heard of black holes. I've never heard of a black... No. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I was about to go down a very bad route with that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know what an alien would think if they looked at the plaque. I think it's kind of indecipherable. Like... Mm. Does it it's have anything in, else apart from the planet and the people? It's got... Glad you asked that, because it's got the main point of this whole thing that I was leading up to is, most importantly, it included the hydrogen line, which I'll explain a little bit about. The hydrogen line? So the hydrogen line is the frequency naturally emitted by a hydrogen atom. Right. Um, what, because... Like from their vibration or something? Or yeah, what? so it's a line... That, so it's a certain frequency 
which is a hundred and no sorry one thousand four hundred and twenty point four one megahertz which is roughly twenty one centimeters or something like that what? i don't quite understand the centimeters has no relation to the frequency sorry frequency is how quickly it's vibrating so I mean, twenty-one cent on the plaque they drew it at twenty-one centimeters. Oh or right, something. that's the size. The size they drew it at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't quite understand how they translated the hydrogen frequency into a line because it's not a wave that they've drawn on the thing. It is a straight line, but the straight line is at twenty-one centimeters. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand the science. I, I, I tried to research this, but I, I didn't quite understand the conversion from the megahertz into the line. But essentially, it's one specific line that they've drawn on the diagram, which apparently is a hydrogen line, and is interpreted in, to be that. Two things. One, if it's difficult for us to <laughs> work out what this means, then it's probably going to be not decipherable by alien people. Two, I reckon some scientist just like smudged the page a little bit and just accidentally <laughs> drew a line and was just like, uh, that's from a science thing. I meant to do that. We don't have to redraw the pioneer plaque. Uh, they engraved it. They... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably fell asleep on the engraving machine. I, I don't know anything about engraving or hydrogen, as it turns out, but... Well, That's what I think. It's, the hydrogen line is how we communicate with, or try to communicate with aliens, because hydrogen's the most common element in the universe. Mm. And it was in 1959, physicists predicted that aliens communicating with us would use that frequency in a radio signal. Oh, okay. Remember that. I will, I will remember that. It's what we sent out, and we've included it in our images somehow. They did a little drawing of a hydrogen atom. I don't know. I'm sure they I'm not uh, here to educate <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Don't expect to leave with any more learning than you came in with. I like to think people leave a podcast with a lot of learning, Tom. They do. They learn they, they leave our podcast with a general gist and a semi inkling. That's all you need. That's all you need to get by in life. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, most party conversations you can just go, Oh yeah, yeah, I heard this thing the other day and then just leave out most of the details. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll still get a positive response. Anyway. Well, basically, the summary of all of that is that the hydrogen line is important. It's what we would use to communicate with aliens, probably. And around this time we were doing a lot of trying to communicate with aliens. Spe- specifically monitoring radio waves coming from space. So, since 1963, we've been using the Big Ear Telescope, which is part of the Ohio State University Radio Observatory. Um, And it generally just kind of picks up static from the universe most of the time. Mm. Leftover radio waves, all of that kind of thing. And the way that we measure it includes numbers and letters. So... I'll break it down. Break it down. Before we go into exactly what the signal reads, we'll tell you a little bit about what the code is. So you have the normal numbers 0 to 9, and then above 9 you have A, B, C, D, all the way to Z, where A represents 10, B represents 11, C represents 12, etc., all the way up to Z, which is 36. So it's kind of like... Not hexadecimal, but that kind of system. Yeah, yeah, like where you're that. Yeah. Going above base ten, uh-huh. basically. Because essentially, obviously, when you write down, you can't write a one and a zero because is that a ten or is that a mm. one and then a zero? Yeah. So they use the alphabet to do that. Measuring sort of, it's an intensity scale. So zero, you don't use okay. generally one is the base level. So the signal-to-noise ratio is what you're measuring. So there's general background noise, although it's not real noise as in sound, it's radio noise. So it's constant Mm. background radio waves. And then you divide the signal by that background. So if you get one, 
it means that the radio signal you've detected is just background noise. If you get two, it means that the radio signal you've just detected is twice the background noise. Right. If you get yeah. three, it's three times the background noise. If you get Z, it's 36 times the background noise. So, most of the time a big ear telescope picks up the numbers one, two, and three, and that is generally just stuff going on in the universe. That must be quite a boring job. Yeah, well... <laughs> they gathered around the water cooler like, oh, you lots of twos today. Well, it prints off these huge, huge sheets that are checked every few days. Mm. Um, That's even more boring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but physicists have to go through and look for any anomalies. And, like, you get the thing where it's, like, occasionally you get a peak of six and they're circled and looked at and it's normally a comet or some other radio wave disturbance but so you get occasionally peaks of six or seven but generally it's ones twos and threes just kind of like scattered all over the place and mm. you detect these every 10 seconds so you've got a lot of data coming in now so wait you get a sample every 10 seconds yeah right so you okay. get one number every 10 seconds so you wouldn't really be able to translate that into sound or something really because you'd have a sample at every 10 seconds. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to hear like no. a message or anything no. personally. No. Right. No. Not not a specific not a small message. Mm. Yeah. Um the wow signal reads 6 E Q U J 5, which is crazy. If you're not sitting here thinking that's insane, compared to what I just said with a peak of six or seven being something strange. Mm. Six, 14, 26, 30, 10, 5. So That's huge. It's a huge deal. Which is why when he found it, it was a few days later, he was going through the data. That's why he circled it and wrote wow in the margin. Because it <laughs> is literally like... That's insane. That is a very... That's not just a blip on the radar. That's not mm. background. Not, that's a very purposeful... Or not purposeful. It might not. It might be something else, but that's a very distinct signal. Yeah. Like, in terms of sound, it would, it would have sounded something like... Yeah. You know, like a huge, sudden... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's... <laughs> that's in my uh, music technology course, that's what we call sonification. I mm. took the data and I turned it into a sound. <laughs> and uh, my sonification lecturer used to basically stand at the front holding different bits of his face and then making weird sounds. <laughs> like he would kind of go, wee, wee, wee. And then you could represent this data as kind of a bwow, bwow, bwow. I am 50 grand in debt, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny. <laughs> uh, it's important to note here, I just want to say this the well signal is not a code. Some people on the internet think that 6EQUJ5 is like a code that they have to crack. But it's not. It's a representation of data that we have mm. placed onto it. Like, the Q doesn't matter. The Q just means 26. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. basically just a set of levels. Yeah. Um, so, it's just assigned to numerical values. It doesn't... It's not a code to crack. Stop doing that. People <laughs> on forums, you're an idiot. That you clearly haven't Googled. Yeah, you'd think if you're at the point where you've seen the signal and you're trying to decode it, you would have, I don't know, scanned the Wikipedia page a little bit and yeah, you know you what you're so. actually looking at. Yeah, I don't know. People on the internet. <laughs> but it's exactly... It's, we're coming back to the Denver airport, the writing on the floors. Like, mm. that doesn't take very much... Whatever. But everyone want, everyone wants to feel like they're the hacker solving yeah, yeah. a problem. Uh -huh. Like, do you remember when the, the Boston bombing happened at that marathon? Mm -hmm. And people on Reddit were sharing loads of pictures of, like, just pictures of the marathon and then circling One guy, brown yeah. people wearing yeah. rock sacks was yeah. basically the... Uh, yeah, legit. And it's just... Yeah. yeah it was yeah. so bad. People like to get involved, but mm. you cannot crack this code. It, we know what it is. And I will explain. <laughs> So it was 72 seconds long, and when you plot these numbers against their time, so each is roughly 
measured every 10 seconds. So you've got roughly 10 seconds. Oh, roughly every 10 seconds. Yeah. Right, because I was going to say, if it's literally on the dot every 10 seconds, they take a measurement. Mm. I was like, how would it be 72 yeah it's yeah it's roughly every 10 seconds yeah oh okay so we've measured it for 72 seconds and so people think that the signal lasted 72 seconds Mm. but the big ear telescope relies on the rotation of the earth to scan the sky it can only scan one point for 72 seconds so clearly this signal lasted longer than 72 seconds. But we just happened to be at the and right we just point of rotation. To be, yeah. So the ske- basically what happens is this telescope is on Earth and we rely on the rotation of the Earth to move the telescope. So what you would expect to see from a constant like radio wave signal is as the telescope views it more, it gets larger and mm. then it gets smaller again as the telescope moves away, which is yeah. exactly what you see on the wow signal you see it getting larger it goes from six up to cube and back down to five and it lasts for 72 seconds so what we can take from that is probably it was one constant signal Mm. which lasted for more than 72 seconds but shorter than the few days it took between seeing the signal and going back and detecting a bit of the sky and not seeing it again. Oh, so they, they went back to that bit of the yeah, sky Yeah, they've measured that bit of the sky many times and never found mm. anything since. I mean, you've got uh, other things moving in the universe as well, mm-hmm, don't you? So mm-hmm. if that planet or yeah. whatever has moved in relation to our sky... Well, it would be unlikely to move that much because... Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose... Because we're scanning one bit of the sky in relation to us, but if if it's like a planet going around a sun, that's not going to be moving that much unless the sun is moving drastically, which it isn't really. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of do. It, it, like it boggles my mind with yeah. um, stuff in space. Space is big. I, can you imagine in the future, I've probably said things like this before, if, if like interplanetary travel is a thing that you do, like getting a bus or getting a train, mm. and that depending on when you get it, it will take longer, longer or shorter yeah. because Mars will move or be the other side of the sun yeah. or, or whatever. It's kind of insane. I'm studying, well, I've just finished a module on a special relativity, well, special relativity. And it's, space is insane, or not just space, but physics is insane and... There's things that move so fast that time slows down for them. And, like... (laughs) (laughs) Time, like, steps out of the way and is like, no, come on through. (laughs) You're trying to walk down this hallway carrying more stuff. You can can go. I just, I think, trying to comprehend how big space is is just impossible. And trying to comprehend how fast some things move and how... I think it's just impossible to even... Comp- to understand any of that. I'm looking forward to, as you do more of your degree, just more of your brain melting. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll go back to the values 6, E, Q, U, J, 5. When you plot it, it forms an almost perfect Gaussian function, normal curve. It's the bell curve. Yeah, so a sort of... One um, peak. Uh, curving and then going up, yeah. and then it's a little mountain with a sort of rounded top. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. So we know what six eq uj five means, and we know what it means in relation to the big ear telescope. It's one constant signal. So does that mean aliens? <clears throat> that almost sounds aggressive. Like they just blasted a loud noise at us. Yeah. Like that's what you do if you're annoyed with your neighbour. You turn up music really loud. Yeah. Are they just, going, <laughs> are they just like? This will fuck with them, and they've just gone like through <laughs> space towards us. But do you want to hear the really crazy thing? What's the really crazy thing? Do you know what the frequency of a signal was? It's been estimated to be the value of a hydrogen line. Uh, what? <laughs> so it's How? been estimated to be between one thousand four hundred twenty point six point three six. And 1,420.46, if you remember, the value of a hydrogen line is 1,420.41. Damn, son. 
that's but, uh, if you this is actually insane so from what we can gather the hydrogen signal has been sent to us in a constant blast a blast that maybe lasted 10 seconds sorry maybe lasted 80 seconds maybe lasted a day mm. <laughs> that's crazy imagine <laughs> if that if that sound was audible to the people from that planet and they just all had to have their hands on their ears well, for the whole day. Well, it's not a sound, day. it's a radio signal. No, but it's... it's Like... Okay, I don't understand waves. But basically, that's <laughs> like a really high frequency, isn't it? Yeah. And really low frequencies become on the spectrum of mm. audio, don't they? I think so. Or something, I don't know. Yeah, so you're saying that they might be able to hear radio waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I just... When I read this, I was like, I've in caps locks written, this is what was predicted aliens would send us. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the person in a sci-fi film, uh, like the scientist in the back who's doing all the calculations. Yeah. And then he like works out aliens exist and then he knocks over his coffee and he runs out and papers are flying. Guys! I've crunched the numbers. And they're like, I don't understand. You've just got equals six at the end of a song. And he's like, it was meant to be five. <laughs> That's the alien film yeah. that we, we should write. But no, it's actually insane. And... When we've scanned the same patch of sky, nothing similar has come, and we've never detected anything like this. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about where exactly in space we think the sound came from. This will be easy to describe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not sure. We don't know. We don't yeah. know exactly. But the area... Even if we knew an exact place yeah. and you tried we... to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't. No. The area we're looking at is the region of sky in the Sagittarius constellation. Right. Um, but we've got to bear in mind that that's the region of the sky where we're looking at it, but there's deep space much further past that. The signal might have come there through just Sagittarius and past it. So it doesn't necessarily mm. mean it originated in Sagittarius. But interestingly, the closest sun that we can detect to where the signal was is called Tau Sagittarii. And it's a sun with very similar mass to our sun, um, but they're in much different stages of their star cycle. So Tau Sagittarii is much larger. It's a red giant. Mm -hmm. It's much cooler and it's much more bright than so our sun. So does that mean it's younger or older? Slightly older, I think. Right. Because it started to do fusion in its centre. And so is that the point where sun. it starts s swelling? Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it why it's goes so big. Yeah. Blam. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Over the course of billions of years, yeah. obviously. Um, and it's currently believed that those kind of stars are uninhabitable or only habitable for a short period of time. And as I said, it might not even have come from there. Mm. But I think the interesting point is that it's 200 light years away from us. So it took at least 200 years for that signal to reach us if it originated from that solar system. Oh, so this this wouldn't this couldn't possibly have been from finding the pioneer plaque. No. And then sending it because Absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. Right, right. We, it must it have would been just be a coincidence almost. Over 200 years ago. Mm. Yeah. If it came from further away, it could be thousands of years. Yeah. Um, so what do, do people think that the, the star has swelled enough over the past 200 years that they could have been like wiped out by now or something from what I could read we don't know at what stage it turned into a big red or like because it's very difficult to examine stars so far away and we can tell what kind of star they are but we don't know how long they've been that kind of star right. and like it's got roughly the same mass as our sun, so we can cut, try to deduce a timeline. But it's like, it's this old, give or plus a million years. Like, so <laughs> That's a pretty large, uh, it, or large some, Yeah, it's that kind of thing where, you know, it's, it's difficult to tell. Yeah. But if it was from an alien civilization further away, then there's a possibility they sent that signal and they've already ended 
Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I find something oddly poetic about this. Like, I like the idea of two civilizations reaching out, like us and another alien civilization reaching out, and our, the signals are kind of received, but we can't respond or talk to each other. And it kind of, it's like... Isn't this the plot of The Notebook or, or, or something? <laughs> yeah. What's the one I, where I they're, they're both the stuck in different times in the same like house? It is like that. It's like, it's sad. And I think that's one with a letterbot. I'm, I'm not sure. It, it, it's one where it. some dude is in the past and has died and she's yeah. in the present and is has oh, such a bad... Oh, Time Traveller's Wife, maybe? I don't know. I'm not... It's one of the time... One of the films where they use yeah. time travel for romance rather than killing Hitler. <laughs> you know, one of those selfish bastards. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just made me like have that kind of. It is. Do you sad. get that feeling where you're like, that's sad, but also kind of beautiful. Yeah, yeah, sort of bittersweet yeah. and stuff. Like like two strangers passing on a street and smiling each at each other. And it's taking and five like... million years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're like acknowledging each other's existence, but they know they'll never see each other again. Mm. Or like it kind of reminded me of you know in that painting, The Creation of Adam, by Michelangelo, where you've got God and Adam's finger like barely touching. Oh, yeah. It feels like we're doing that with an alien. We're like we know you're there and you know we're here but there's nothing we can say like (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of for a moment made me like proud to be human and sharing this planet with scientists and great thinkers um and that was until i read what we sent back in 2012 what okay this is i think the lowest point in humanity because of the fact that we are projecting this into space as a response to the wow signal. You make it sound like it's porn or something Wait. that we're blasting out. On the, 31st, on the 35th anniversary of the wow signal, we beamed back a digital stream of 10,000 tweets and the hashtag UFO, chasing UFOs. And we also included some short 72-second videos from celebrities like Stephen Colbert and George Garcia, who is Hugo from Lost. And... (laughs) (laughs) The the description of what we're beaming out into space should not include the... And he plays a character in a TV show. And as far as I could tell... The only female who had contributed a 72-second video to the compilation was Leela Lopez, the 2011 Miss Universe. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> who, so, who did this? So that's this? what we sent out at National the, Geographic. National Geographic? Yeah. So this wasn't like a NASA no, thing? No, no, this was National Geographic. They sent out... Uh, I'm not sure how you send out tweets into space, but from what I can tell, they turned them into binary somehow. I don't know. Um, aliens clearly aren't going to understand them, but this brings us to a game of guess which of these tweets were sent into space. This is so terrible. <laughs> this is... I hope yeah. it's some of my favourite tweets that they've sent out, just like dumb stuff like drill or... Uh-huh. My favourite tweet I ever saw... You have to have... Hashtagged it with chasing UFOs in oh, this okay. time period. Then it wasn't, um, quote, the fuck is almond milk? Almonds <laughs> ain't even got titties, unquote. <laughs> I wish they said. Some of these aren't that different. Right. So I'm gonna, I've am i got nine um, tweets, and I'm, we'll go through them one by one, and you have to tell me if they were sent out into space or not. Okay. And then at the end, I'll tell you which were and which weren't, once we've right. finished all nine. Okay. Okay. I'll do fairly quick fire and then we can yeah. pick up on whatever. If you really exist and plan on attacking our planet, please remember that Will Smith is alive. <laughs> space. That went into space. Okay. Are you making the note of my responses? Yeah. Do not come to Earth with an attitude. We have guns. <laughs> <laughs> Was that sent out into space? Not space. <laughs> okay. Hello. Just wanted to thank you for being there. Please reply. 100% space. (laughs) National Geographic. They would send things like that. Do not come here, exclamation mark. We are not ready. Space or not space? Accurate. Space. Space. 
if a little aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Dear humans, please pay rent for the millions of years you have been living on our land. Love humanity. Dear humans... Sorry, dear aliens. Oh. Dear aliens, please pay rent for the millions of years you have been living on our land. Love humanity. Pretty racist. Hope not space. Not space. <laughs> space. This one is my favourite. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I miss you deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that there's one alien called Sarah who is just like... <laughs> I think a boy likes me. Space or not space? I'm going to say space. <laughs> I guess from the fact that I said this is my favourite, yeah, you know, I didn't make it. It's a bit it up. of a. Yeah. Okay. May the funk be with you. Uh, not space. Not space. But nice. Destroy the New England Patriots. What? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a sport team. A sport. I, I think they play football. <laughs> the American football, or incorrect football. It might be a double bluff. I might have made that one up, but pretend I don't know. I might have just Googled sport team names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Th- I No. Uh, uh, space. Space. That's space. And the final one, we have bacon. Did that go into space? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's, I mean, even if it didn't go into space, it's bad that it could have done. And that I'm having to work out if it could have done. I, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'm going to say not space. Not space. Not space. Okay, we'll go back up, and I'll let you know. Cool. If you really exist and plan on attacking our planet, remember Will Smith is still alive. You said space. I did. It did go into space. Yes. Do not come to Earth with an attitude. We have guns. You said not space. It did go into space. Oh, no. (laughs) Hello. Just wanted to thank you for being there. Please reply. You said space. Uh It did go into space. Good. Just to counteract the guns thing. (laughs) Do not come here. We are not ready. You said space. It it did go into space. It did go into space. Dear aliens, please pay rent for the millions of years you have been living on our land. Love humanity. You said it didn't go into space. It did go into space. Oh, no. Do you get the trend here? I am getting a bit of a trend. Sarah, we miss you deep. I miss you deeply. <laughs> that also went into space. <laughs> May the funk be with you. You said not space. It went into space. That went to space. Who sat down and wrote <laughs> that piece of shit? It's tweets. It's what's, people tweeting. And but what's even the point it? of tweeting that? <laughs> Destroy the New England Patriots. You said space. That did go into space. And the oh. final one, we have bacon. You said it didn't go into space. And it did go into space. Every single one of these went into space. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you genuinely tricked me. I I thought you'd done quite a good job of fabricating tweets, but... No, I... Sarah, I miss you deeply is my favourite. <laughs> I mean, I get National Geographic couldn't vet all 10,000 of the tweets, but you could have just had a glance, maybe. They, but that's the thing, not all of them was, they, not all of them were sent. Really? Yeah. That was not, a hand-picked, or just the first 10,000 that came in? No, I think they filtered out any, like, racist stuff. And then, <laughs> I mean, at Twitter, you've got to filter out the racist I, stuff. Yeah, and then I think everything else like, they sent. Wow. So they I didn't... Mean, but I just like the idea of someone having to go through all of it and being like, yeah, that can go into space. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. <laughs> that is a job I want. Yeah. Um, but how, how are they? There's so much in that that are like jokes that are, even if you live on this planet or in a Western country, you still might have to have explained to you. Yeah. Um, I think it was... Ju- I don't think fakes... I think National Geographic were... They were doing a documentary series and it was part of a promotion for the documentary series. Yeah. And it did actually go into space. But again, the fact that we're sending this shit out into space. <laughs> I can't like, believe... stop! <laughs> we're going to have to explain to aliens that they got some of that as a marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, just... we didn't really want you to see that. We just wanted people to watch our shitty documentary. Uh, like, just stop being a dick. Like... I get that the likelihood of aliens seeing it is slim, but also, like, you're sending it out to represent us as a humanity. Mm. 
I think I should get a vote. I think that I should get a vote on what goes out. I think everyone should get a vote on what we communicate with aliens. I'm sorry, but like... Yeah, I can't believe there's more tweets in space than vaginas. (laughs) I think that should be the tagline of this episode. More tweets in space than vaginas. (laughs) More tweets than twats. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) I'm not going to put that in the description box. Oh. Uh. Um, so we'll go into the theories now of what the wow signal was. And a lot of them can be fairly easily debunked, so we're going to race through a couple of them. So these are online theories or official scientists' Official theories. theories. Uh, I haven't really covered very many online theories because the online theories is the alien thing. And (laughs) we'll get to that. Uh, There's not much more depth, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the first one is that it's just background noise. And we'll clear this one up fast because it's the easiest to clear up. The measurements taken in, like taken, they took into account noise, as we've already described. Mm. And furthermore, there's a very large array. That's the name of a telescope, very large array. And it's in New Mexico. And it's much more sensitive. And it would have picked it up. It didn't pick up the wow signal. Um, so it means, even though it's more sensitive, it didn't pick up the wow signal. So it's definitely not just fluctuations in the background. It's probably the... I didn't quite understand why the very large array didn't pick up the wow signal, even though it's more um, sensitive. But I think it's because it was scanning another part of the sky, but if it had been background stuff, it would have also seen the background stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's a directed I mean, signal, it wouldn't have... It would have come from one place. If it was background stuff, it wouldn't have come from mm. one place. And they, they even went back to check it as soon as they'd found it. Yeah. And they couldn't find it again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's... it's not just background noise. Um, and the likelihood of the very large array not picking up background noise and the um, big ear telescope picking up background noise is so small, the likelihood's so small. It's just accepted that this was... A sign- it was a signal that was either purposefully sent or was some significant event that occurred. Yeah. Um, it's not just part of the usual humdrum of the universe. <laughs> part of the rabble, the chit-chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second kind of easily-ish debunked theory is that it was an Earth source signal, which is like a hoax or a reflection or whatever. Mm. And in fact, in fact, the guy who discovered the wow signal, so the guy who circled it and went wow, um, but his name's his last name's Eman, or E H M A N, Eman. Eman. Yeah. Yeah. And he said originally he believes that it was an Earth source signal that got reflected off a piece of space debris. So that's what he said originally. Hmm because of the fact that they should have seen it again when looking. Um, But when he continued his research, he changed his mind and retracted this comment, saying that an Earth-born signal is actually very unlikely, because if it were reflected off something, it would have to be in exactly the right place at the right time, and they couldn't detect anything in that place. Is there also (laughs) that reflecting a signal... I I don't really know much about radio waves, but would it be weaker in intensity like with light or or that kind of thing or or are radio waves just constant kind of i think because of the nature of a big ear telescope where the detection is fairly rudimentary as in it 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 doesn't it only tells you every 10 seconds i think it would be quite hard to tell right exactly but i i think you're probably right it would have had to be very strong if it came from earth Mm. And it's actually forbidden to transmit signals at that bandwidth from Earth without a clearance. Yeah, you know, unless you've got 10,000 <laughs> tweets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some yeah. videos of some men and uh-huh. one woman yeah. winning a minorly pornographic competition. Yeah. Then you're fine. <laughs> um, so the likelihood of it being an Earth-based signal is pretty small. And it would have either had to have been a military origin, which is exceedingly unlikely, what what would be the point? What would be the point? Yeah. Or another country's, but no one's owned up to it, and it's unlikely that they would send it out, not say anything, 
it reflect off something and it just a lot of coincidences would have to line up for that to happen mm. um it, it it's one of those things where it would be so elaborate and expensive to, mm. to fake yeah um, i mean you know this might i don't know if this was around cold era cold war era type stuff and mm. whether russia were like oh if we make them think there's aliens that'll destabilize them but i imagine they would have done something bigger and easier yeah, it's it would ju- it would just be very difficult to get a piece of space debris that you knew would reflect radio waves in exactly the right place mm. at the right time. Um, and I don't see what else it could be because sending out the hydrogen line is like its only real purpose of sending it out into space in that way is for alien contact. So mm. I think it's pretty unlikely to be Earth based and. From what I can see, it's been debunked by a lot of scientists due to the measurements they took at the Big Ear and stuff like that. And the guy who originally found it has gone back on his claims now, which was the only thing giving that theory any substance. Yeah. Mm. Um, And now he's decided he doesn't know what it was, which I think is fair. Yeah. Then in... 2017 it was claimed that the origin of the wow signal had been completely solved it was on the news and everything on the news yeah i mean there's been a lot going on in the past couple of years yeah i might have missed that in the news cycle yeah it was claimed to be like comets passing in roughly the right position Hmm. um and because comets have a hydrogen cloud surrounding them it might have been that but researchers at the big air telescope looked into it um and it turns out these comets wouldn't have emitted the significant amount of radio waves detected by the big ear mm. and the data it's unlikely that the comets comets were even in the right place because they they were generally in the right place but they weren't in the exact location to get that exact signal okay so right. it's not comets no. Or something passing by like Could that. Could it have been some kind of collision? If if th- This is a really yeah. basic bitch question of someone who doesn't know science. But if two comets are like smashed into each other, would that have produced a big explosion of hydrogen that would have registered or, so- or something like that, do you think? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time they'd have to have crashed at a very specific place where we didn't know that they were there. Mm. and the crash was big enough for the signal to have been sent to Earth still. And from what I can see, I don't know enough to... um, I don't know enough to theorise or say whether that's right or wrong, but from what I can say, see, a lot of the scientists who actually research this and work on it day and night say that it's not comets. Okay. I believe um, the scientists. Yeah, I, I do believe them. Even though we did that episode about why scientists are wrong a lot of the time. Um, did we? Which one was that? Well, the conspiracy episode where we were talking about how the half-life of facts and stuff like that. Oh, and maybe yeah. in 10 years, 20 years, it will turn out there was two comics that crashed. But mm. the forefront of scientific research says it was not comets. Yeah. Or anything like that. <clears throat> Which leaves... Aliens, or sort of human error. And for a signal to be considered legit, there has to be a replication of the reading. So the well signal doesn't have this. So a lot of scientists kind of not say that it's not real, but say it's, it's impossible to know because we can't replicate it. It was a brief moment of time. Mm. And if an alien species did send out a signal wouldn't they want it to last for a long time? Because we just happen to be listening at that moment. That's... In that one specific... In that one specific area. And, like, maybe it lasted for a day. But a day is not very long. Mm. Um, I mean, you could be dealing with aliens with limited resources. You know. And would they send it on a constant loop? But... We as Earth don't do that. We don't have a constant thing because it's actually quite... Stephen Hawking believes it's very dangerous, or believed it's very dangerous to send out a constant signal Mm. because it would allow people to locate your exact position. Yeah. 
and that a lot of our stuff we send out in blasts because it lets people know we're here and it lets people know like roughly where we are but they wouldn't know exactly where we are and they'd know we're out there and they would be able to send something back for us to detect but they wouldn't be able to find us so it could be that aliens are just protecting themselves by not sending out a constant signal by sending out something like we're here yeah 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 so yeah. that they would basically be doing the same thing we're doing. Yeah, exactly. So they would, if we are going to communicate with anyone, it's going to be people with the same kind of logical processes. Yeah. So us. the argument that it can't be aliens because they would send out a constant signal, I think is bullshit because we don't send out a constant signal. Hmm. Um, and it's been agreed upon that we shouldn't and that we'll send out blasts and stuff specifically because of this reason. Yeah. Like, they have whole plans for what to do if aliens invade and shit, and how to deal with alien contact. And a lot of it is to do with not wanting to be found our specific location. Which I think Damn. is fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's really going to slow down. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm reading a, a sci-fi book at the moment, mm. and it's um, it's a series of books called The Culture Novels. Yeah. Basically, the idea is all the aliens have become friends, and there's this kind of massive galaxy-wide culture of species who are very high level. Yeah. And they all... Money has been abolished. Everyone, you know, there's infinite resources mm -hmm. and stuff. That is going to take so long to do if we kind of have to be a bit touchy with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. First and just be, work out if their intentions are good. Yeah. And again, I find that a little sad as well, but we're... Mm. It's like people peeking their head round the door being like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's space peekaboo really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of only leaves us with one explanation, which is aliens, and that can't be debunked. So for now, we know that the signal originated from probably deep space, and there's no signal, there's no evidence that the signal was from aliens. But for now, that's the best explanation we have. That's crazy. And I love doing an episode where we conclude that <laughs> it might actually be aliens. Yeah, usually it's like there's no aliens, there's no God, there's no... Yeah. Uh, Finland does exist. Yeah. And all that. I really tried to find a reason for it apart from, like, it's aliens trying to contact us. Because mm. I do believe that the likelihood of life being out there is significant because as far as we know life has started i believe twice on earth mm. because we've got us and then you've also got i believe there's small bacteria which like live on cyanide or something all right um which is believed to be a complete i haven't done all my research on this so don't take this part like verbatim but i believe that tw life has started twice on earth and if it's started twice on Earth, even if it's only started once on Earth, that's not so rare an event. Like, if something happens once every million years, mm. the universe has been around a lot longer than that. And it's more, for me, the fact that there's so many planets out there. Mm, mm -hmm. It's a kind of infinite monkeys, infinite typewriter situation. Yeah. Eventually, there will be yeah. life because there's so many, but there will also eventually be... Uh, rocks that can feel pain, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you've got a kind of basically infinite universe, mm -hmm. the likelihood of anything happening somewhere is 100%, basically. Yeah, but I think we need to be careful about saying that the universe is infinite, because it's not. Not and infinite, like, but it's huge, isn't it? It is huge, yeah. Um, but I just find it difficult. Like I believe that there might be something out there, but I just find it difficult to believe they're contacted. Like, somehow mm. that seems a step into science fiction. But also, all the evidence points to that. And the fact... The thing that sold me was the hydrogen line. Like, the fact mm. that we decided before we ever got this signal, the hydrogen line is what we send out. And then we got it back. That's kind of insane. That is, that is mad. 
Um, so I think we'll conclude for now that aliens live on Earth and that they're inhabiting <laughs> human <Wait>. bodies. <laughs> and they are in the highest levels of government. <laughs> and they are responsible for the for the boy band of the Backstreet Boys. Exactly. That was how they infiltrated uh, popular culture. Um so I don't know, what do you think? Do you think it's aliens? Do you think it's something else? Um, I mean, I know that I've kind of only pitched the alien idea because nothing else has created Yeah, but... and all my information has come from you, as yeah. it always does in these episodes. Mm. I do wonder whether, um, like, catastrophic events in the universe, like things crashing in- into each other, yeah. or, some th- or something mm-hmm. detonating or whatever, mm. can produce really loud, quick signals. Um, yeah. And whether that is... A possibility, but uh, yeah, again, I don't know enough about the science. Yeah, I agree. I feel like at the moment scientists are saying we can't explain it, and I don't mm. think that necessarily means we have to jump immediately to aliens and an artificial source. Just because they can't explain it doesn't mean it wasn't some other phenomenon, because aliens would be rare, mm. but so would a lot of other events and just because aliens are the most interesting doesn't mean that they're the most likely yeah yeah um, that's that's why a lot of these kind of things people latch onto uh, a possibility and an explanation for something because it's interesting yeah that's the main reason people yeah. latch onto conspiracy theories yeah, basically yeah. isn't it it does when make there's... the world a little more magical though yeah yeah a little bit with, the, with our space peekaboo yeah and our galactic the notebook and then you just remember what we've sent out and you just hope <laughs> that there's no one listening. I would yo, be aliens. embarrassed. <laughs> yo, subscribe to my SoundCloud, yo. I know you don't have SoundCloud and shit on Alien Land, but bro, hit me up. I've got a dude who'll sell you some good weed, bro. It's like, you That's know Twitter the first people. song that was played on the moon or the first band was McFly? And no, you just, what? I think the first song projected into space that reached the moon, I believe that was McFly, because they were in the Guinness Book of Records I had as a kid as the first song to be blasted into space or whatever. And I just remember thinking, like, what have we, like, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think God stays in heaven because he's afraid of what he's created? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, as a kid, you, everyone used to read the Guinness Book of Records. And yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, well, I had a version, and I remember that specific fact. And I think at that age, I was just like, "Why? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do that?" <laughs> yeah, it's going to be aliens tuning in and being like. Only it appears their god is a girl with five colours in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> the colours represent fertility on their planet. Oh, no, wait, they don't have vaginas, <laughs> apparently. Hmm. Maybe um, the men just reproduce. So, I don't know. I think the take-home message is... People should get to vote on what we spent sending to spend. I I know that yeah. sounds stupid, but I genuinely think we should. Mm. And I know it would bring up so many problems with what we send into space, but, like... I want to choose what represents humanity, and I want other people to choose. I don't think that just the scientists and just the elite should get to choose what represents us. Yeah, you wouldn't want, um, like, your dad going up to other people and going, Hello, I'm from the Smith family. We all love McFly. <laughs> yeah. All of us. And you're like, could you have consulted me before you... And maybe, maybe that's why the 10,000 tweets thing was a good thing. Maybe. Like, maybe that was our way of voting and we missed it. Imagine if we got sent 10,000 tweets and scientists had to go through them. And be like, what is this garbage? <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, want to be the cynical person who's like, humanity sucks, but also like, what? Humanity you does better, man. suck. <laughs> On the Pioneer plaque, it should have just been um, like a dude in a baseball cap that says vape on it (laughs) and he's holding a bucket of jalapeno poppers and on his iPhone he's taking a picture of his own turds (laughs) and that I think would tell aliens what they need to know about us yeah here's what we'll end the episode on okay if you had one tweet to send into space if you could write something now what would you send um mine would just say 
please disregard all previous tweets that you've received. They don't represent me. But, ah, oh, see, that I don't know what I'd send. Uh, as your kind of message of who yeah. we are as a planet. Um, but I don't know if I'd send a... Ma- I, I think I'd send... I don't know. Maybe I'd just send a picture of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to... You're going to vagina pick. You're going to send nudes. That would be my tweet. Send nudes. Because I want to see what anatomically the aliens look like. Good. Well, I'm glad we ended this on a high note. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, aliens... Uh, send needs. Yeah, and I just got a message, and we'll congratulate Annalise on air for getting the job that she wanted to get at the end oh. of this episode. We'll do a shout out. Hello, our friend Annalise. Well done, well done for the yeah, job. Yeah, you got a job. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm considering the existential purpose of that. What's the point, though? Like, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's all for this week. I hope it hasn't been too much of a bummer of an episode. I think I think it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing next time? I haven't decided. I think that we're going to do something fun next week, like a cool conspiracy, but I haven't entirely decided. We'll see how it goes. Okay, I might ask for people on Twitter to send recommendations, as always, stuff like that. I've got, like, a list of, like, over 50 episodes that I'm considering doing, and I just need to decide. But there's so much stuff out there. Just like space. And we tied it back to the beginning. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Just Cat Cabinet of Curiosities is the name, which I don't think is taken by anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Podium. You can subscribe to us there. All your podcast services, like Apple things, we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify, so that means we're legit. Mm-hmm. Um, and please leave us a review or a comment, or just any kind of digital traffic online helps um, yeah. the aliens to know that we're relevant. I need constant applause and validation to feel worthy, so if you could leave comments like that, that'd be great. Okay, bye! Bye!